Hey everybody, this is Kyron Silva from Taurus Comics, along with my partner Danny Quick from Fourth Wall Production. We're glad that you checked out this podcast. We hope you enjoy it, and we hope you like, share, subscribe, do all those great things to get those numbers up and get more people to listen into this episode of Four Tales Podcast. But in the meantime, please check out our websites. My website is TaurusComics.com, and you can check out Danny at FourthWallPros.com. And now, on with the episode. Welcome everybody to the first ever Two Blurreds One Comic Podcast. Whoa, 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 I am your host. Whoa. What? No sir. What? No sir. <laughs> we are not doing that. We We talked yes. about this. You said you'd no, be No, right. I did not. I did not say I would be alright. Okay. See, you're already starting off bad. <laughs> alright, fine. Let's start over then. Welcome everybody to the first ever Four Tales Podcast. I am your host, Kyron Silva, with my co-host. Danny J. Quick. That's a lot better, sir. Thank you. That's I all right, fine. I'll go with that. But you know, I really feel like two blurs, one comic had a better like marketing way of us getting attention. People would be like, What the hell is that all about? And I don't know, man. I just felt like I don't want to set expectations up for people and then not be able to deliver. So I'll just leave it at okay. that. But you always deliver. No. <laughs> you and Short Fuse, you guys always deliver. So this is gonna be not no like different. that. Not like that. Sorry. Oh. All right. Okay, so what is this comic podcast about? Well, um, I am a comic writer and artist for Taurus Comics. Danny is a writer with uh, Fourth Wall Productions. We are both comic creators and lovers, and we are here to talk about comics. Now, we're probably not going to be the type of podcast where we go over, like, is Superman better than Batman, or can Batman beat up Superman with enough time, which he really can't, but let's be honest. Um, No, he can't, but that's a different podcast. That's not what we're going to do here. Uh, what we are talking about is what we love about comics, um, our production steps in making comics, and we're going to bring on guests here and there to also talk about their love of comics and how they bring you comics. Now, since this is our first podcast, and probably a lot of you don't know us individually, I figured we can go back and forth and maybe introduce ourselves, talk about how we got into comics and things like that, if you're okay with that. I'm down. All right, so I guess let's talk. let's start with you, since you said you're down. Oh, man. Um, what got you into comics? Uh, <laughs> no, uh, uh, so um, like like Kyron said, my name is Danny J. Quick, and um, getting into comics was weird for me because I never, I didn't read comics growing up. You know, I I got the stereotypical, you know, I grew up in a rough city and we didn't have comic book stories, comic book uh, stores uh, story, and um, you know, I started reading comics as an adult. I picked up um, when I moved out to Durham, North Carolina. I kind of, you know, started picking up issues here and there, but I always watched cartoons. So, um, you know, when I got deployed to Iraq, I was writing stories for a character called Ace Play that me and a friend came up with. And then when I came back, you know, it was like, all right, now that I've written these hundred, hundred chapters, what should I do with them? And, and the next logical move was to make comics. And I, and I just love it. No. You said that was cartoons that got you into comics in a way. What was the first cartoon you remember watching and, and just getting into? Oh, man. And and why is it X-Men? Because it better be X-Men. It probably was X-Men, but I think I remember um, I remember Ninja Turtles more earlier. Okay. I think um, I'll tell you a funny story that you might not know. I actually split the back of my head open 
off of a, a April Fool's joke. So I don't remember what channel <laughs> I don't remember what channel it was on, but um, I was sitting there. My mom was getting her hair done, and I was sitting there waiting for Ninja Turtles to come on. And the commercial said, "Oh, we're sorry, Ninja Turtles isn't going to be airing today." And I got angry. You know how how little children do? They throw their head back, right? Through a tantrum because Ninja Turtles wasn't coming on. I threw my head back and I split the back of my head open. And then they said, ah, ha, ha, April Fool's. But by then it was too late. I had already had my head. My head was bleeding by then. (laughs) It's too late. You almost died. (laughs) I almost died. Uh, So my mom rushed me to the hospital. They had to literally staple my my head closed. Um, And, you know, I missed I ended up missing Ninja Turtles anyway. So that's like the earliest memory that I have of watching cartoons. Ouch. Yeah, that's terrible. All right, your Ninja Turtle story is a lot better than my Ninja Turtle Uh-oh. story. I, I still want to hear it. <laughs> no, you really don't, but <laughs> fine. Um, I mean, I, like most kids, I grew up watching Ninja Turtles in the early 90s, 80s, whatever. And uh, I had three friends in my neighborhood, so we would all go around as Ninja mm-hmm. Turtles. I was Leonardo. My friend Ransom was Donatello. My friend uh, John was Raphael. And my friend Lorenzo, he was Michelangelo. But we actually went a step further, and we started picking up things around the neighborhood for our yeah. weapons. So, like, I found some sticks, and I was like, "Yeah, I got katanas." My, uh, uh, we got some some uh, one of those garden tools, and they were our size and things like that. But we didn't have anything to fight since we were all ninja trolls, and there was just the four of us in the neighborhood. So we decided, you know, what? we're gonna fight everything that we see in the neighborhood—cars, you know, buses, trees, whatever. And there was this gigantic tree near my house, and we were like, that's that's Kang in his gigantic <laughs> suit. So we started fighting this thing, and we were like, we can't get him, we can't get him. We're Let's throw our, our, uh, our, our weapons at him. So we started throwing the weapons in the trees. And next thing I know, one of my katanas, you know, air quote katanas, got stuck in the trees. I'm like, oh no, he stole my katana. <laughs> so I'm going to throw my other one. That one gets stuck. My friend's like, I'm going to throw my Psy. Psy gets stuck in the tree. <laughs> so before we Kang. knew it, all of us th- threw all our weapons into the tree, and this tree was like a good ten feet, twenty feet. Can't got all y'all weapons. Not what you gonna do? Able- yeah, <laughs> and we were just standing there like, "Oh shit, we don't, we don't have any weapons." And then my friend was like, "That's my mom's garden tools, man. What am I gonna do? <laughs> she gonna beat my ass?" And I was like, "Oh my bad, man. My bad. Uh, Terrible. We'll get it down somehow." So like every day after that, for about a week, we started throwing rocks. And shoes and anything we could get into the tree to get his mom's garden tools down. He got beat, but we finally did get it down. But he got beat a couple times. Terrible, terrible. That's how kids do though. We were That's kids, how kids do though, man. We just yeah. we don't be thinking about the consequences of stuff. We just oh, this is fun. Let's do it. Yeah, you know, and that's. I mean, we we grow up sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes as adults, we store like that though. <laughs> you know. Oh man. All right, so you say you wrote Ace Blade. What was the origin of Ace Blade? Like you said, you're in Iraq or Afghanistan. I was in Iraq. Yeah, I was in I was in Iraq. And, um, okay. I don't know. You probably know, but um, most people don't know that the actual first publication that came out for Ace Blade was a was a novel. So I wrote, you know, I had written thirty or forty chapters of a of a novel, you know, mostly while I was in Iraq. And then when I came back and started working for the Department of Veterans Affairs, I cleaned it up, and um, you know. 
<laughs> I didn't know anything about making. I didn't know anything about making comics. You know, I'm not an artist. Uh, I'm not blessed with that skill. I've seen you draw a couple no, things though. Don't, not don't, even, don't put yourself not down like not that. to the level like y'all are. You you and you and Michael uh, and all them y'all killing it. So um, well, Michael's a lot better. No, than no, me. no. I'm still learning. I'm still crafting my my stuff. But uh, I you know I decided you know to at least learn the process of making comics um, through going to comic book conventions and meeting people. And then, um, you know, one thing led to another. We finally got that first comic book put out. Um, it was, it, it was, it was terrible, but, um, you know, it's just part of the the learning process. So, um, and we're going to keep, keep learning and growing. Nice. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's, I think everybody's first couple of comics are terrible. I mean, my first issue was Shaman's Destiny and I wrote and drew that on my own, even, even colored it. And I did it off a whim. Like, I, I knew nothing about making comics. And I just said, I'm just going to make one. Because my wife was like, you, you're always drawing. You always love comics since you were a kid. Why don't you just make one? And I was like, well, we're going to lose money off of this. She's like, yeah, just make one. And at least you can say you did it. And I was like, all right, I'll do it. So then I started Googling, how do you make a comic? And I, and I didn't realize how easy it actually was. I mean, there's definitely a lot of steps to it. There's... Um, a lot of technical things to it, but it it really is pretty easy. You you draw everything mm-hmm. out, make sure it's the right size that the printer wants, and then then you pay the money and they get you a comic. Make um, sure <laughs> make sure it's the right size that the printer wants is an underrated step. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then my first issue was was horrible. I like I had a general idea and I just started drawing stuff, and I was like. I don't know where I'm going with this, but I'm just going to draw it until I get 20 pages and then, you know, do whatever. And the only thing I had in my mind when I was when I was making this comic uh, was the beginning, which was the opening scene of Malik the Shaman, if you've ever mm-hmm. read Shaman's Destiny. I wanted him walking in some, some desert-like thing, and then I had the ending with him getting killed. And I, I was like, I have no idea where I'm going to go from <laughs> one to end, but... I'm going to do something. And everything that you see in the middle of that was really just off the top of my head as I was going page wow. by page. I was like, well, what, what would look good on this page? And then I went back and all the dialogue was again off the top of my head as I was scripting, as I was uh, lettering things. So it was, but it, you know, I look back and I'm like, I'm glad I did it because then I, I got that passion to actually make comics, which is, for me, one thing that, that still keeps me in is even though I'm losing like money almost every year is just the passion of creating and making stories. Probably like where you were like, I'm going to write 30 chapters of Ace Play, even though nobody's mm-hmm. reading this. It, there's a passion inside of you just producing something, producing a, a story that I just couldn't stop. And from there, you know, six issues of Shaman's Destiny. And then I was like, well, I, I finished this story. What do I do now? I still want to make it, and I just couldn't stop from there. Wow, that's uh, you really, you really adapted that Marvel method uh, of creating <laughs> creating comics. Like, uh, hey, Stan Lee was an idol. I mean, shout out Stan Lee. Um, he was one of the more influential people on my career mm-hmm. as a comic creator. And then you're right, it, that Marvel method works when you're on your own. Now, when you're working with other people, it's not yeah. easy. Um, but when you're on your own and you're can do whatever you want it works pretty good i like it man i say whatever it takes to, to get it made is is the is the goal for me if it if you can if you do it starting with the art like i know i, I have a art friend uh Wally mcnair who he literally will not write anything down i, I struggle you know <laughs> we struggle working together sometimes because my method is so <laughs> script heavy like i have to have a script and it has to go that way but he's like hey if it looks good on the page we'll make it work and you know his and let's give Wally uh, credit. He's the 
co-creator of uh, King Supreme. Yep. King Supreme. Mm-hmm. Um, All right. I got issue one of that. So. Yeah, uh, and Wally's great, man. He's. Um, I met him at that first first comic book convention that I ever went to, and from then, like, I just saw his art, and I was like, man, I gotta know this guy. I gotta work with him. And from then, like ten years later, you know, we're still we're still hanging on, even though we, you know we bump heads sometimes, and he has different um, ideas. But you know, that's that's all a part of collaboration, I think. Now, in your in your years of doing this now, do you feel like you work better with a team than if you had went on your own and did everything by yourself? Man, uh, sometimes, I don't know if you have this issue, but sometimes working with a team can be frustrating because things don't happen when you want them to happen all the time. So, <laughs> yeah, I know all about that right now. I'm still waiting on pages to be done for Saw issue three, and I'm like, what is taking them? You're so not, you're long? not the only one waiting on it, buddy. I'm waiting on that too. Um, <laughs> uh, is that you that keeps hitting that Kickstarter? Remind, Remind me, uh, send an update, sir. I need to know what's going on. No, um, but um, <laughs> it, it's it's frustrating, but at the same time, it's uh, I think it's it's good because you don't have to do everything like. You know, our lives are busy, busy enough. You got, you know, 10 kids at home. I got I got four kids at home. And um, why I got to have 10 kids? I have less kids than you do. I mean, but you with them all the time. So it's different. OK. Yeah. yeah sure. So distance learning is is. A thing it, yeah. Nowadays. Legit. So, <laughs> uh, you know, we got we got whole <laughs> other priorities that we got to do. I got You know, I work from. I work 40 hours a week and my wife is trying to run a business. We have four children and you know, it's good not to have to draw every page of a comic. You know what I'm saying? I, that's something that would, if yeah. it, if I had to do that, it would take Ace Blade literally three years, you know, to, to come out with an issue. So, um, I'm thankful for the team that I have, but you know, it can get frustrating sometimes. I feel you. When I started, I was, I started under a company name called Big Tree Comics, and then I brought in a couple friends of mine, and we were collaborating on all their books. I was helping them put it together, and it was fun because I was like, I was able to feed off ideas off of other people. But then that frustration, like you're mentioning, kicked in. It was like, well, why am I doing all this work, and y'all aren't doing what I need you right. to do? You know, you say you want to make comics and you want to do this, but then you're not really doing what I need you to do. Why am I just pushing you and you're not actually doing it? So. I feel you on that. I mean, man, I found it's there are definitely times where I found it's uh, it's hard. Like when when you don't own something, when it's not your, you know, your vision, sometimes, sometimes and you're a different story because you you own most of the stuff that you are making, you know, but I find, you mm-hmm. know, some artists just it's just a job to them. Like, <clears throat> I need you to draw these pages. OK, cool. Pay me and I'll draw. Them. And then you work with some artists who are just like, all right, I love this. And I want to see it great, so I'm gonna, you know, put some passion into it. So it just depends on, yeah. you know, it's it's a lot of lot of factors that go into it. Now, out of all the books that you've created, what's your favorite book? Oh wow, um, <laughs> I I think it's I think I love Ace Blade, but um, King Supreme is the is the first hero that I, you know, literally built from the ground up, like from the idea to the, you know. I hate Superman so much that I'm going to make a hero that could beat him. And, <laughs> and you know, from there to what is this guy's powers? What does he look like? Okay, let me find an artist. And then, you know, when I, I we got that zero book done, and then Wally was like, hey, man, I like this character, but I have some ideas. And then, you know, we started talking and collaborating. And then I was like, man, you should, 
you know, you should really, you know, take ownership of this. Like I would give it to you, but you know, it's my, like, it's the character that I first character that I ever created. And he was like, Hey man, we can co-own it. You know, we come up with a, um, we came up with a, an agreement and was like, Hey, now we co-own this character and we're going to do it, do it together. So I think King Supreme is really my favorite, um, my favorite comic, my favorite character, but you know, Ace Blade is the Ace Blade is the foundation, so we gotta <laughs> uh, we gotta we gotta we gotta do that Ace Blade thing. I think if we have titles for each of these podcasts, that's gonna be the title for issue uh, for episode one. I hate Superman so much, I have to make a character to beat him. <laughs> Yo, I I really did at that at that point. I hated Superman so much. Like his powers just, and I know this isn't that type of podcast, but. His powers just change so much. Like over the years, he, his powers adapt to whatever situation. And I was like, there's no reason for that. Like it may, if there was a reason for his powers to adapt like that, then cool. But if you're if you have a power set and then your weakness is kryptonite, yo, how can you fly holding a kryptonite mountain? How can you lift a kryptonite mountain <laughs> out of the sea and throw it like it just does not like and I know it's fantasy <laughs> But it just made me so angry at the time. I was like, man, this is ridiculous. I need to do something about this. I'm going to call my congressman. No. (laughs) No, please don't. We already have enough politics and comics. Apparently, apparently. apparently. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) No, I I, I get it. I mean, for me, it's Wolverine. Mm -hmm. Wolverine has been one of those characters. I'm like, why is Wolverine so powerful? Dude has... Unbreakable bones, a healing factor that can go from, you know, a bullet wound to healed in like a mm-hmm. second. And apparently you can shoot him all in his chest repeatedly. And he feels no pain. Right. And I'm like, why? What the? Why do we make characters that strong? I mean, I love I love characters like that sometimes. And I, I get where the, they need to be in comics. But there's one of the reasons like I like reading comics is because I want to be able to see this character get beat down and, and persevere over everything that's right. in front of them. I don't want to see them easily just fight through 20 guys and, you know, easily kill them off. I like, um, daredevil, the daredevil yeah. Netflix series and the, those famous wall or always yeah. scenes. Those are great scenes because you saw him get his ass beat and then he came back and beat them. And you, you could see the frustration and the exhaustion that he had as he was fighting them. It wasn't just an easy match for him. And I like I like stories yeah, like that. I I, me too. I, I agree with you. And I like Wolverine, but just as a just his characterization, like I I never really liked his power set, you know, because like you said, it doesn't make sense. He's not a super soldier. He doesn't have the, you know, what I'm saying. Um, so yeah. it doesn't make sense for him to be able to even carry adamantium. You know, what I'm saying even to carry a yes. skeleton of bones, like unless I unless I miss something all these years, and he and that Weapon X program gave him super strength. It doesn't make sense, but um, I mean, I know he's supposed to have like an enhanced strength mm-hmm. to a degree. Like he is stronger than most yeah. humans, but he's like you said, he's not Superman. He's not Captain America. Yeah, he's like somewhere in between a a, a muscle builder and a, right. You know, a, yeah, so, I get you. Yeah, I I agree with I you on that. You. But that's that's comics for you. Yeah, yeah. So is that why you made Ace Blade have no powers because you wanted him to be able to get beat down? Um, no. I just thought <laughs> I just thought that uh my favorite character my I, I like Batman a lot of course you know that um but yeah, my yeah. you know my favorite characters are people who just fight based off of pure will like it's it's all about the decisions I make and and not giving up so you know Ace Blade Ace Blade is just a a guy who refuses to give up and and will 
you know, when uh, when Captain America did that, you know, I can do this all day. That's the that's the prime prime theme of Ace Blade. You know, I can do this all day and I will not quit until the fight is over. So. Okay, I feel um, you. I feel you so on that. So this uh this this saw book um that we're that we're waiting on. <laughs> let's Dang. let let the yeah, people get about? a sneak peek. Uh, what what can we expect in this book coming up? <clears throat> um, well, you can expect Saw getting her ass beat. Okay. Um, like I said, I I I like that story, and I know she got her ass beat in issue two, but she and Danny really get beat down in issue yeah, three. Okay. Um, you can expect three deaths. In issue okay. three, three deaths. Um, and yeah, and I'm not a big person about bringing people back from the death, so these are probably gonna be permanent things. And I, I think um, one of the deaths is going to change the direction of what the story is gonna be, because I know a lot of people thought or have an idea of what this story is all about, and I think the deaths are gonna show you that it's probably not what you thought it was gonna be in the Uh-oh. beginning. Oh, so okay. I like that. that. I like the way that um, sounds. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I try to get some twists here and there. Sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. But I'm trying to get some twists. Here how how long do you see the series running? This, you know, it's weird because with Saw, I, I think this is my ongoing series. I have characters that are related to her universe, um, and it's like file on my Dropbox, and it's dozens and dozens of characters, you know. Supporting cast, uh, villains, um, I have storylines for her. So this is my ongoing series. Um, a lot of my other books are probably limited, like uh, Ruby from Planet Oz. That's definitely a six-issue mm-hmm. series. I'm not going to go anything farther with that. But Saw is going to be my ongoing series. And, it, and, you know, I think mostly because people seem to gravitate towards her. They seem to like what I'm doing with that yeah. story. So I felt like I, I can continue with that. And for me, this is like a, Saw is like my, my Spider-Man series. Um, where you get to see her progress from this this teenager in a way to hopefully an adult in the future. And you're going to see her go through ups and downs just like you did Spider-Man. You're going to see her learn about her abilities just like Spider-Man does. So, I, And I, I love that part of what I'm doing with her. Nice. I like, um, you know, you know, Solomon, my, my favorite my favorite of your, you know, stable of comics. I, I look forward to it. And, uh, me and I still don't understand why Lord Eclipse is, is the way, uh, he is, uh, at this point, why, why he's always naked, but you know, Hey, do, do, do you, do you. Um, but I think it's so visually appealing that it's one of those comics is a, is a, is a amazing format because like you can literally look at something and be like, Oh, what is that? You know, and then just that one picture of a cover, you know, makes you read something and then you start reading. You're like, oh, I do like this. And now 20 years later, you're like, I want to make a bow staff like Donatello. You know, it's 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 amazing to me. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Saab um, stick around for, you know, the next 50 years or so. All right. I'll give you a little behind the scenes. Yes. Uh, about. Lord Eclipse being naked. Um, and this is exclusive to anybody that's listening to the podcast. He originally was not supposed to be naked. Uh, what happened was with I, when I was designing him, I always wanted the dark side Thanos uh, mm-hmm. um, type character. Big, bulking guy who's just intimidating looking. But he, he could throw it down if he needed to. And he had a little bit of powers here and there. I, I always wanted that. And then when issue one came out, 
I, I thought my designs were, were unique enough to where I wouldn't get comparisons to Thanos or um, mm-hmm. Raven's. Oh God, what is Raven's? Dad's oh, man. Name? Uh, uh, Trigon, yeah, Trigon. Trigon. Yeah. So I was like, I thought my design was unique enough to where I was like, okay, it doesn't look like either one of these, but you can still tell it's in yeah. that realm. I, of now character. that you say it, now that you say Trigon, <laughs> I can see what the, the eyes and stuff. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. And then, like, the first two conventions I went to with issue one, and I had this great poster made by a, a friend of mine. His name is Michael Dorman. He drew it, and then uh, King Bola is a this amazing artist uh, who did the colors on it. I had the poster out with uh, Lord Eclipse on a throne, and it looked great. And everyone's like, oh, that's a cool Thanos. <laughs> and I was like, why is everybody calling this Thanos? And then it hit me. It's because it came out the same time that uh, Avengers Infinity War mm. came out. So everybody was had Thanos on the brain. Man. And I was like, all right. Damn it. And I kept saying, this isn't Thanos. This isn't Thanos. This isn't Thanos. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Issue two, <laughs> I'm going to go in and, and change his design. And I was like, how do I? I have to throw in a reason of why he's changing so i was looking at his armor and i was like well what about his armor is just like a shackle to him he's, wow. he's holding him back it's restraining him and i was like all right i'm gonna play a that and then i was like i have to break the mold and i was still want him big but i was like what can i do to make him look more different but still have the the same feel of the original lord eclipse from issue one so i was like all right i'll take off all his clothes <laughs> i'm gonna, and then he's already called eclipse so i'm gonna make him completely dark oh man and i was like i right, just throw some spikes on there bam different look so that that's the reason why it's because of Thanos. He's naked. I like it. I, that's a <laughs> that's a good see. That's that's the real reason that I decided to join the podcast is I wanted to get some behind the scenes on on, on your comics. So, um, um, thank you all. For, you thank you all for all listening. Um, but this is gonna be my last episode now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but I had so many more behind the scenes stuff to, oh. to reveal, like how I, I write. Like, you know, how I draw, you want all that stuff. Okay, all right, right. I'll stick around. I'll stick around. (laughs) Okay, okay. All right. Okay, so I I divulged a secret. I need you to to one up me and give something to to how many listeners are going to be listening to this. Um, I don't have, I mean, you know me, I'm an open book, man. All of my my secrets are are out there on Facebook now. Um, (laughs) um, I, I will say that the people who've read the comic know how, um, Ace Blade's journey ends. I'll, I'll say that. Um, the people who've read the well, they think they know, but there's a wait. We'll say, it we'll say uh, Ace Blade's journey is very finite and it's very short. But um, oh no, um, so we'll but we'll get to that bridge when we when we uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But you know, no, you can't be throwing stuff out talking about it ends, man. But see. I'll so I'll tell you this: <laughs> um, you you watch Dragon Ball Z, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Well, I haven't watched everything yeah. of it, but yeah. So I, I stole it. something from Dragon Ball Z to to kind of um, extend. This is an Easter egg that that a lot of people, you know, the the, the book, the novel has been out for a long time now. But um, I stole mm-hmm. the Sensu beans from um, from Kami Plaza. Like I literally uh, googled the address of um, Kami Plaza from the Dragon Ball Z series and I put that in the book as an easter egg as a way to bring Ace Blade back when he eventually dies. So um when we do finally kill Ace Blade, there's a 
you know, there's an Easter egg embedded in the novel from 2012 that will give me an excuse to bring him back if I want to. So I'll throw that out there. I right, see now. You, okay. This is not April 1st, so it's not April Fool's Day. So you better not be. I'm lying. not lying. I'm 100 percent serious. Like right. I, I've been I've been holding on to that one for a long time. So. <laughs> All right. Man. Well, you heard everybody listening. You heard this. Ace Blade dies. He comes back to life. I don't know if like Lumberjacks turns the world backwards like Superman <laughs> and brings him back to life. See, or that, that right there is exactly why I hate that dude. I'm like, how are you just going to fly around the world fast enough to... Man, that don't make no sense, but okay, cool. <laughs> All right, yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> that was... that, But you know what? Outside of that, that, that movie was good. Yeah, that, it was, it was solid. I mean, and, it, and it, was, it was solid in the moment. Like, for him to... Oh, oh, I'm so angry. Let me fly off and reverse time because that's not something I've ever done or practiced doing before. Like, at least in the Snyder Cut, they gave us that one. Hey, if I run fast enough, weird things happen to time. They didn't even give us that in that Superman movie. It was just like, I'm going to fly in reverse time now. Okay. There's no kind of setup for that at all. But cool. All right. Yeah, it was a little weird watching the mountain like reform right. itself, like go backwards and reform. I was like, huh. So gravity just went backwards too. Okay. All right. Dude, it's too powerful. <laughs> I mean, if all, if that's all it takes, you just keep doing that all right. the time and fix it. That's how uh, Batman vs. Superman started. He saw, uh, Bruce Wayne saw that movie. He was like, this dude can control time and gravity. Let me, let me kill this dude. <laughs> all right. So I know that you're a huge. Uh, anime fan your whole family seems like you there what's your favorite anime oh man um right now is my hair academia is, is taking my life over right now that's i yes. love i love okay, my hair sorry. academia I, but, and i think it's the music though like the music of my hair academia is mm. so emotional and it's so fitting and inspirational that it like pumps up every scene and uh the characters are okay. written so well like they their themes always clash against each other and um I just love it. Like it's the next. Um, so Dragon Ball Z was my introduction. In, uh, well, Roman Warriors was my introduction into anime. Then Dragon Ball Z, and then you know, whoa, 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 whoa. Ronin Warriors is a great series. And if you have uh, Amazon Prime mm-hmm. or Prime Video, it's on Prime Video. For oh, is it? I didn't know that. Yeah, I watched the first three episodes um, just like a couple weeks ago. It doesn't hold up. Though. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure it doesn't. Yeah, but yeah. I remember the animation being is definitely 80s style, and but that that was a damn good series yeah. that doesn't get enough credit. Honestly, that and, uh, and Sailor Moon really, you know, did it for me. Like those those shows were better than Dragon Ball Z at the time, but um, because Dragon Ball Z had the longevity and they had you know Super Saiyans, they had you know characters that were transforming into literal gods. Um, and then okay, I'm glad you said that you actually watched Sailor Room because I can admit that I watched it too when I was younger. Yeah, and that was one of my first entries into the whole anime world. So I, thank you for breaking that <laughs> ice. Now I don't feel. Oh man, <laughs> I don't feel like Sailor I, Moon was dope. And anybody who says otherwise is yeah. just lying. It's just lying, really. Yeah. Um, I think that that was a, and that that theme song was yeah, dope absolutely. Too. Um, was one of my one of my um, yes. favorite you know indie rap artists, uh, Dear Silas, he did a song called Sailor Moon where he. You know, he even talks about that. Like, yo, people, people act like Sailor Moon wasn't great, but it was. Like, that was a show that I was watching as a teenage boy, and it was like, um, I know the show is for girls, but I really like it. 
Um, so I'm gonna watch it anyway. But mm-hmm. I'm not ashamed anymore. I got four kids. I've been married 15 years. Who who, who else do I have to impress? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, I tell my kids all all the time. I'm I don't care if I embarrass you. <laughs> uh, I got a wife already. Who am I trying exactly. to impress outside exactly. of her? You know. <laughs> Uh, all right, so My Hero Academia. All right, that's you know, and it's great. Uh, we're we're watching that mm-hmm. also. Uh, we just finished watching um, uh, what is that? I can't think. Black Clover. We watched that. Oh also. yeah, okay. And and then uh, my kids and I have been watching uh, Promised Neverland. I've heard of that. See, we have like so almost... your kids watch anime with you? Yeah, we watch. We actually watch at least two episodes a day. As like after dinner relaxation, mm-hmm. as a family. Man, that's cool. My um, my daughter. You got boys, right? Yeah. yeah see, boys. my my oldest two are girls, and they will not watch certain shows with me because I mean, you know, anime is weird as it is. Um, some yeah. of that stuff, and it's got some weird scenes sometimes that makes them embarrassed to watch it yeah. with you. So I understand, you know, my daughter's not wanting to watch certain shows with me, but you know, um, they refuse. Like they'll watch My Hero Academia with me. And uh, they just, they put me on the uh, assassination classroom, which is, you know, it's, uh, uh, <laughs> that one gets kind of weird too, but you know, they'll, they'll mm-hmm. watch certain parts of it with me and they'll be like, oh, you got to watch this. You got to watch this. But certain stuff like they'll literally leave the room for, and, uh, and, and, um, especially my oldest one, she watches, she watches so much anime that, you know, I just can't keep up. So it's like, I know she's watching some stuff, but she'll, she'll put me onto it whenever, whenever it's over. If she doesn't think she'll be too embarrassed. You know, to know to, for me to know. Have you watched? Uh, have you watched Food Wars? Food Wars? No, I, I haven't even heard of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, go ask your kids if they want to watch Food Wars with you, and, and, and see what their reactions are. That that's uh, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> that one gets weird right terrible, off the bat. Terrible, terrible. Uh, it, it it's it's yeah. I, that one gets weird right. Uh, off. My middle daughter just told me about one called Sales at Work. And one called um, oh yeah, I've seen that and one. One called Haiku. We watched the first first couple of episodes of Haiku. Hi- Haiku, the, the yeah, the volleyball one? one. Yeah, I, I like that one. I, I think yeah. I'm gonna like that. That one's good. Yeah, yeah. We actually watched that entire series. That you know, I think season three is supposed to be coming out. Or season four. Oh, nice. um, so when I'm done with Assassination yeah, that, Classroom, that's... I think that's only two seasons. So when I'm done with that, we'll probably watch Haiku. Okay. Now, at any point, does anime? Like, I know for me, anime sometimes slips into a lot of my comics when I'm making it. Does it do the same thing for you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, um, like I already said, I, I'm heavily influenced by Goku and, and, and Dragon Ball Z and, and Naruto. Yeah, that's true. So, you, you talk about Ace Blade getting brought back to my life. Sense sense yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so, um, there's. You can get, you can get sued. Just I know, so you know. That's why I shouldn't have said nothing. But, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, um, I think it's, um, yeah, it's definitely it definitely is. Like I have things in mind that are Super Saiyan ish for for Ace Blade and King mm-hmm. Supreme. Um, there's some common themes there, especially like with the. Um, I don't know if maybe it's an anime trope, but you know they always have these tournament sagas, like the you know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Like they they have a battle a tournament. Like Naruto did it several times. Dragon Ball Z always does it. Mm-hmm. Um, My Hero Academia, my, yeah, My Hero Academia too. So you know that's that's one thing that I got coming up. Um, for King Supreme, but yeah, I you know I'm I'm heavily influenced by that stuff because that was the that was about as nerdy as I got in in uh, high school or in middle school and high school is that you know I would go to the 
I would literally go to the store and buy VHS tapes of, you know, of subbed, subtitled Japanese mm. anime movies, like, <laughs> yeah, and, and watch them joints. We used to rent them out every week at my yeah, house. Yeah, so, you know, of course that stuff is going to seep into, uh, seep into my comics. What about, I can, I can kind of see the influence on, um, on Saab, um, yeah. but, you know, that's a, that's an, what, what, uh, Saw is what Asian, right? Yeah, she's Asian. She's a, a Hmong, which is like Southeast Asian mm-hmm. people. They really don't have their own country. They they're like nomadic, um, but they're definitely like anime uh, feels in mm-hmm. there. Um, but I, I, I'm really trying to keep it a very traditional comic, a very Americanized comic. I shouldn't say traditional mm-hmm. comic, but a very American style comic. Uh, but they're you know anime has been so huge in my upbringing in life yeah. um that I, I there are little slips here and there um mostly in the ways that the panels are going to be drawn and how i tell the artist to put things uh, i'll do things like that um but I, i'm like for shaman's destiny a lot of the series i i wanted to be had um i was watching full metal alchemist at the mm-hmm. time and i love that dichotomy of the two characters just sort of bonding um and having a a goal with each other so a lot of the series is sort of focused around that and that's probably the biggest portion of anime that you're going to see in any of my books right now i mean i i've i watched anime growing up but still comic books were so huge that they probably over influenced the anime side of me at this point nice all right so dang we actually Gone a little bit longer than I thought we would. Man, we just get to talking, man. It, it happens. We'll we'll work on that. It we'll happens. We'll work on that as we get more structure. And, you know, It'll be better. We're 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 talking about things that uh, we love, um, and I know we're, you're probably short on time. So why don't we go ahead and I guess wrap it up for right now? Okay. I'm I'm cool with that. All right. Um, let me see. Unless was there anything else you wanted to bring up at least for right now? No, I mean this is a good episode. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll okay. next episode we'll get into more uh, more structured stuff and we'll have some some better stuff. But I think it's a good introduction for people to uh, to yeah. I think that's cool. No, I agree, and I, I think I'm going to try to get because um, this was our first introduction as this podcast. I want people to get us get introduced to us. Uh, so I think I'm going to talk to somebody, um, maybe see if we can get a, a guest on mm-hmm. there. And then hopefully uh, we can find out about them and what they like and things like that. But mostly find out about their their process of creating comic books mm-hmm. here. But before we go, I want to definitely make sure we get everything about our own personal works out there. So what are you currently working on? Um, right now, you know, I'm still putting together that fifth issue of Ace Blade called Villain Season. And, uh, you know, Lumberjacks number two is on Kickstarter right now. Um, power by any yeah, means. Go support that. It's a it's a go it's support a it. great comic. Morgan is really Morgan is a natural storyteller and uh and his uh you know I'm just glad that him and he's a natural character. Yeah, he really is. <laughs> he really is. Like your your super shorts podcast. He really gets man, into that. The, the voices, that. man. He's it's it's incredible. Yes. Um, he should go into voice. I, acting, I, I keep telling him that. I keep telling him that. And I and I just think you know. I think this Lumberjacks book is is the best one so far. So I'm uh, I'm glad that it's almost funded, and you know we're, we're getting there. What are you, what are you working on? All right. Um, well, I've got uh, Saw issue three. We're still working on. Uh, I think we have like four or five more pages to color at this time, 
and then we're going to lettering. Um, I'm working on another artist for the relaunch of my Donner Lane series, which didn't fund Kickstarter last year, but um, we got we got something in the works in that. I think a lot of people will 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 like it, and it's coming along pretty good. And then outside of that, I mean, I got other things that are in the back burner that I'm working on, but you know, those are for the future. Right nice. Now. Those are the two major things: just Donner Lane and Saw Issue Three. Nice. All right. Well, um, I guess that's it for this episode. Thank you for everybody that's listening to this. Uh, Danny, I'm glad to have you as a partner. And uh, where can we find all your work at this time? Uh, you can find me at twoblurgsonecup.com. I mean, uh, wait a minute. That's not... <laughs> see, I'm sorry. I don't know see, where that came from. You, uh, <laughs> you see, but you know it fits. I mean, it, it works. Just so jumped, it just jumped out there. I don't. I didn't even mean to say that. <laughs> no, uh, at The Ace Blade on all social media, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And if you don't follow him on TikTok, do it. He's like the king of comic mm-hmm. TikTok right now. He has like 300 million followers, but, you know, he can always use a couple. 300 million? Hey, someday. Maybe someday. The way you're going, it might, it'll be soon. And what about you? You're, and uh, what about your website? Oh, the, the website is www.fourthwallpros.com. Um, and all of our links are there. So that's actually where you, where the, where you should go to check us out. What about you? All right. Um, for me, you can find me on Facebook, uh, uh, website is facebook.com slash Taurus comics on Instagram and Twitter's at Taurus comics. And then my website is TaurusComics.com where you can get all my books. Um, you get digital or physical copies. You can even get some, um, merchandise like sweaters, t-shirts, things like that all through the website. Um, but yeah, that's everything. So you are coming back to Facebook then? I, um, man, I mean, Facebook is a weird. You just thing. said it. You just said it's it on like, the podcast. So, if if you don't, then people are going to think and, that you're a liar, and you can't have that. So you have to be back on Facebook now. But all right, I'll, I'm coming back to Facebook. I don't know how much I'll be coming back to Facebook, but I'll be there. Maybe just to show off my uh, DC Universe Online characters. Um, but I, I, I'm coming back to Facebook in a limited fashion. Nice. Is that okay? Is that I'll, fine I'll with take you? that. All right. All right. All right, everybody. Well, I thank you for listening to podcasts. Uh, This is our first one, hopefully of many. As long as Danny's willing to do this, I'm willing to do it too. Um, But please check us out. Our website right now is 4TalesPodcast. That's number four. Then T-A-L-E-S podcast.com. We'll list all the links to the podcast there. And we'll also be able to find those on a lot of podcast platforms in the future. But more info for that to come. All right. So, everybody, check you out, and uh, thanks for listening. Thank y'all. Bye. I want to know what it is Quick is trying to say.